Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ping Conning Podcast with Ping Conning Middle High School Principal Kyle Woodruff, bringing you all information and updates that is Ping Conning Middle High School. Hope you're all having a great day and enjoy the episode. Hello again, everyone. This is Kyle Woodruff, Ping Conning Middle High School Principal. It is Friday, September 18th, 2020. I will be posting this podcast every week to provide updates and insights to everything that is Ping Conning Middle High School. Our goal is to provide this platform so that you can listen to listen to this when it's convenient for you. As you're driving to work, picking up your kids from school, whatever it may be, we want to get as many modes of communication out to you as possible. My goal is to keep this in under 10 minutes because let's be honest, nobody wants to listen to me talk for 10 minutes uh, about probably anything. So um, I will do my best to keep it as short and sweet as possible. Uh, we're going to start with updates uh, from sports this week. Uh, on Tuesday, boys varsity uh, soccer lost to Alcona 2-1. to one. Uh, Girls varsity golf completed and traveled to Clare. On Wednesday, freshman volleyball defeated Meridian. JV volleyball lost to Meridian. And varsity volleyball defeated Meridian. So congratulations, ladies. On Thursday, our boys soccer lost to Hemlock 8-1. to one. Um, Tonight, our varsity football opens up against Harrison with at 7 p.m., this is the first game of the year with the off and on with the MHSAA. Football has been on again, off again, on again. Seems like it's a merry-go-round of, of emotion with parents and students and the coaching staff as well. But we're here. We're going. It's uh, it's official, so it's exciting time. Uh, varsity Volleyball will travel to Bay City Central tonight for a varsity quad. That will start at 5 p.m. And today our girls' golf is traveling to Bay County for the Bay County Championships at the Green Hills Golf Course. So good luck to Tori as she goes out there and tries to win herself a Bay County Championship. I want to talk a little bit about fan requirements for events. Uh, With the guidance from the MHSAA, which is getting guidance from the governor, um, we have a couple of things that I want to just reiterate to our fans and families before you come to an event. We are only allowing two fans per athlete. So if You have one student athlete competing in an event, just two people per. So make sure that you're abiding by that because we will be forced to turn you away if, if, you know, you have six or seven people or whatever it is, anything over two coming to the event. So this is, again, this isn't us. This is an MHSAA and the state of Michigan guidelines that we have to follow. Uh, For for Jack Pine events specifically, Parents will not, or families will not be able to get in to a Jack Pine event without a specific pass. So our athletic secretary and our athletic director have all that information. So contact them if you have any questions about that. They should have been passing those out. And also for fans, you must wear a mask when you attend events, whether that's indoor, outdoors. Uh, Mask has got to be on at all times right now as we have our Jack Pine events moving forward. So if you don't have one of those passes and your son or daughter is playing a Jack's Pine sport, make sure you get in contact with our athletic department. If the mask is down, we'll just say, hey, you know, put your mask up. And if uh, we get too much gripe about it, we will ask you to leave. So please don't put us in that situation to do that. Again, these are guidelines that we have to follow. So please, again, let's all just work together. I know these are trying times. I know we have personal opinions and beliefs on the whole situation, but it's best that we just all work together because we're we're only hurting our kids if, if we don't follow these guidelines. So um, please wear a mask when you're when in the building or at our events on our campus. 
and do your best to socially dis distance as well. I know not in all situations that that's possible, but we have to be cognizant of social distancing and make sure we're trying to do our best to keep that social distancing guidelines. So our virtual learning platform through Edgenuity has up and downs, to be honest with you. You know, at our at the middle school, high school level, it was a lot of logging on issues to begin with, but currently I think we're running pretty smoothly. Students that have opted to use our virtual learning platform, that deadline to opt out was on September 15th. So at this time, you'll be, you have committed to a semester, at least one semester of, for the virtual learning platform. Uh, that same goes with our in-person students. You've opted to to be in school and learn through that mode. So you have opted to, now that the September 15th deadline has passed, you will be at least one semester of in-person instruction moving forward. If you have any questions about that, feel free to call me or email me. Our first virtual learning day was on Wednesday for our in-person students. And you know, the feedback that I got from teachers was that it went really well. Um, we had buses set up all over the districts with Wi-Fi capabilities. We were at Gibson Township Hall, Mount Forest Township Hall, Bentley Township Hall and Garfield Township Hall, and we were also at Linwood Elementary. So, if this you know this first go around, it's it's new for everybody. So, if you didn't know that those Wi-Fi capabilities were in those locations for next Wednesday, because we have September 23rd and September 30th for our virtual learning days as well, please visit those sites so that the students, your students, can get all the homework done that they needed to. Teachers are prepping them, you know, Monday and Tuesday, the days before to let them know exactly what they need to do on Wednesday so that everything runs as smoothly as possible. And like I said, teachers said it went really well, but I want to hear from you guys. Your perspective is extremely valuable and ways to improve in that facet is absolutely critical. So if you email me at woodruffk at PASD.org and you want to give me some insights of this went well, this didn't go well, I'm all ears for that. And we will take those suggestions and make, uh, make changes as needed. So please email me with how that first virtual learning day went and we will make it better the next go round. District hotspot criteria. So I wanted to touch on this a little bit because the district is providing internet hotspots for those that qualify. In order to qualify, you must qualify for free and reduced lunch and live in an area with limited internet connectivity. We do only have a limited amount of internet hotspots. So even though you may qualify, you may not receive one. So if you have a need, if you feel like you really have a need for this and you can't get internet any other way, uh, please email me to opt in for that internet hotspot criteria and I will send you a form and application to fill out, get that process rolling. So that uh, hopefully will help anybody out, out there that's living in the boonies like uh, I know me and my wife are. So um, if those, if that's a need for you, please get a hold of me. I'll send you an application. We'll get it rolling. Uh, Parent-teacher conferences are set for the fall. So the week of November 2nd is when we're going to do parent-teacher conferences. This is going to look a little bit differently this year as it has in the past. Normally it's on one day. Uh, we're all in the gym and everybody kind of comes in and, and meets with the teachers all in one area. Obviously, given the state of the world uh, that we're currently in, uh, that is not going to be possible. So it will be a virtual, a virtual parent-teacher conference. Um, so uh, what we'll do is we'll send out some information to to you to sign up for a specific teacher. So your teachers are going to send out information. If you want to talk to a certain teacher, you'll sign up for a date and a time. 
Uh, it'll probably be a certain time slot. And then basically you'll just either call in at that time to the teacher, or you, could, you would do like a virtual face-to-face, -face, like a Google Meet or a Zoom meeting, uh, something like that to talk to the teacher for an allotted amount of time. So that's the way it's going to work this year. More information on that's going to be coming out soon as we iron out those details a little bit. Uh, lastly, what I want to talk about is the health department guidelines. So in our return to learn plan, we are under the guidance of uh, the Bay County Health Department when it comes to students that exhibit symptoms of COVID-19. Uh, COVID-19 symptoms are very similar symptoms to the common cold, to allergies, things like that. But, you know, given the world that we're in right now and uh, us being the only school in Bay County that is going face-to-face, -face, um, this is, uh, these are the guidelines that we've been, that have been set to us. So uh, I've been see receiving a lot of questions about it. So I'm going to try to clarify as the best I can through this mode. Um, so we have, uh, Okay, so the first scenario, if a student comes to us or a teacher sends a student to us with symptoms, they will go into what we have as a quarantine room. So we have a room that's set just for students that are exhibiting symptoms. They'll go in there and they'll be screened. So we have primary symptoms such as loss of taste and smell, fever of over 100.4. Those kind of symptoms are the big ones. Those are your primary symptoms. If a student says yes to any of those primary symptoms, then they're going to be um, they're going to be sent home, and they will be in isolate. What's considered isolation? That term is is important. Isolation is a ten day absence from school. Um, so that's if they if they have the primary symptoms, or if they have two or more secondary symptoms. That's the runny nose, that's the sore throat, that's the headache, that's fatigue, that's muscle aches, those kind of things. If they have two or more of those secondary symptoms, they will also be placed in isolation for up to 10 days. So that is what the guidance, again, that's not Pink County Area Schools that's putting them out. It's, it's, it's the Bay County Health Department has given us these strict guidelines that we have to follow in order to, be, to provide in-person instruction. And I know that can be difficult for parents. So that's why we really suggest that you screen them at home because once they come to our building, we have to follow those strict guidelines. If you do what you need to do and you screen them at home, then it's just, they just would be out until those symptoms go away. So it might be three days, it might be four days, it might be two days. But that's why it's really, really important to screen your student at home and then keep them at home if they're exhibiting any of those symptoms. For a student that is in direct contact with a confirmed case, again, I say that confirmed case of COVID-19, that's when the student will be in quarantine. So a quarantine is a 14-day absence from school. Now that's, again, guidance from the health department has stated that when, a, when you're in close contact with a COVID-19 person, you, you will be out for 14 days. So I will hopefully that clarifies some kind of uh, some kind of guidance for you. I know it's about as clear as mud right now. And if you have any more questions about that, because I know there's specific scenarios um, that are probably running through your head right now. So don't hesitate to shoot me an email if you have a question about something in regards to this. I just wanted to kind of give you the quick and dirty version of, of what that is and those, those terms and how they're used around here. 
So that's our process for that. That's all we have for today. So thank you again for listening. I hope that this was informative. I hope that this is something that we can, that you like and that we'll continue to do. I know I plan on doing it until someone tells me that it's not, it's not working right or something like that. So um, really happy to offer this format for you and this platform. Thank you again so much. Have a good day. Just want to thank everyone again for tuning into the Spartan Pridecast. I hope it was informative as we're always trying to find fun and new ways to connect to our audience and the people of our community. If you have any updates you would like me to mention on the podcast, feel free to email me at woodruffk at pasd.org. Have an awesome rest of the day and go Spartans.